From the radio dial to the cloud and everywhere in between, this is Jeff on the Hunt with Jeff Hunt. It is Tuesday, December 15th, and welcome to the third episode of Jeff on the Hunt. I hope you're having a great week so far. We could all be snowed in in 24 hours or so. A great time to catch up on the first two episodes of Jeff on the Hunt. And thank you again for all your support so far. This episode is one I'm really excited for. We're going to sit down and talk with up-and-coming country artist Kenzie McCarter. Kenzie and I talked via Skype last night. So let's not waste any time and get right into it. Kenzie, how are you? I am great. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for taking time out of your day. Now, we go way back to Grange Fair Idol, and that was, what, like five years ago at this point? I was just looking at pictures um, when you were telling me about the interview, and it was when I had long hair and everything, so that must have been like five years ago. I don't even remember those days at this point. And correct me if I'm wrong, because it's been a few years at this point, but I think you're still the youngest Grange Fair Idol winner ever, right? I believe so, which is just a super cool thing to kind of, I guess, recognize. But also, I'm just so thankful for the Grange Fair and how, like, since then, they brought me on as a performer on one of their smaller stages. And it's definitely really cool to see how that competition, like, and just everybody involved in it was just so loyal and supportive of kind of just me as an artist and not just the competition itself and being a winner. And it's crazy to think how fast time's flown by because I think you were 13 when you won Grange Fair Idol and you're 18 now, right? 19, yeah, I'll turn 20 in May. Well, I feel really old now. Thanks, Kenzie. Appreciate it. Oh, no, you're not old at all. Well, hey, it all worked itself out the way it was supposed to. And you don't know this, but obviously since I hosted the year that you won, I was backstage with the judges, and I can tell you right now, it was unanimous that you were going to win that year. Oh, that literally means so much to me. Thank you. Yeah, everyone was impressed with not only your vocals, but also your stage performance, too, and just your presence on stage. And for anyone listening outside of central Pennsylvania, you have to understand that Grange Fair Idol, it's a big deal, and it's actually a really big production, too. Yeah, I mean, you get to play the grandstand, which is so crazy when you think of how many bands and artists who are now touring in stadiums. I mean, I think a great example was I believe they had Old Dominion maybe the year before I won or something like that. And I mean, they're huge artists now. They had Cassidy Pope, Raylan, like such amazing artists that to know that I got to play that same stage, even on a competition level, is just insane. And when you stand backstage and look at the pictures of everyone that's played Grange Fair in the past, Garth Brooks, Kenny Chesney, and it really goes on and on from there. It really is a who's who of country music that's played Grange Fair in the past. Yeah, it's just insane to really think about. And even though you were so young when you won Grange Fair Idol, was it always your dream to be a singer, songwriter, and be a performer on stage? Yeah, so... I have honestly always known that I wanted to be in music as an artist. So it's really, really funny. Um, most of my early exposure to artists was definitely like um, artist groups on the radio. Um, my mom always had country radio playing. She cannot sing a single note, but would try so Oh, I'm definitely did not get my talent from her side of the family, that's for sure. But <laughs> either way, she has just always kind of exposed me to music. And um, then I think when I really decided that I wanted to be in music, very, very funny story, but it was actually from High School Musical 2, 
um, when that was just huge back in the early 2000s. I watched that and got to see, you know, obviously they were actors, actresses who were singing more in like a musical setting than anything else. But I knew that I just loved what they were doing. So I, I started looking into kind of more of like a musical a musical theater side of things in the very beginning, but um, as it grew, I just realized that I love songwriting. I love performing. Um, as you said about just commanding the stage, I honestly think that is just my favorite thing. You just get to connect to an audience and realize that what you do actually just has a small impact on bringing entertainment and joy to their day, and that's just so invaluable, I think, in a time like this or even five years ago when I knew I wanted it to be my career. And you're especially super busy these days, not only working on your craft, but you're also a college student, too. Yes, I am. I actually go to the University of South Carolina, so I'm studying sport and entertainment management there. It's really, really an interesting degree in the way that they have it set up. But I have loved my time there so far. It's great to kind of get out um, and really see a different place, make different connections. But it's also awesome to just know like the super, super supportive community I have back home in central Pennsylvania. And obviously you're back in central Pennsylvania right now because it's not like anyone's doing in-person classes at the moment. Yes, I actually was on campus this fall, which was a huge blessing. Um, after being shut down around the time, well, actually, I came home for spring break and we just didn't go back. It was a whole mess. All of my clothes, my wardrobe, everything was down there. Luckily, I did bring my guitar home, but um, I didn't even bring home like any of my writing notebooks, anything like that. So it was definitely a crazy time. But I got to be back for the fall semester, which was awesome. I did have one in-person class, and then I think I'm supposed to have two this upcoming semester. But, you know, everything is just changing day by day. So I'm just enjoying my time at home right now. Um, it's just been awesome. And I believe you played last weekend, right before all the restrictions kind of kicked back in in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, I actually had played, I guess, I was supposed to play on the eve of Thanksgiving, and obviously there was restrictions that kind of barred that from happening. But then I luckily got in two gigs before everything closed. I played at Doggy's Pub in State College, which is just a favorite of mine. I love playing there. The crowd's awesome. Um, the staff is awesome. It's always great getting to just support them and their business. And then I also got to play at Reclaimed Vines Winery in um, East Freedom. They recently opened up, and that was really, really awesome as well. It was a good farewell for what's probably going to be the rest of this winter season of me being home in Pennsylvania. And you also just released a brand new single last week called The Devil. But with all the craziness that is 2020, I'm guessing this isn't how you pictured the promotion and rollout to go, is it? Oh, you know what's actually really crazy is the song was done over the summer. And I was just holding off on it because I was hoping that some of this would be over um, in the fall and I would be able to maybe do a release at a venue at school and then everything kept getting pushed back. And I was like, you know, I think it's just finally time to put this thing out there. I guess the one perk is, since there's not a lot going on, people are spending more time um, really discovering new music, new artists. They have time to listen to it. Um, and I, the support has just been overwhelming. I'm just so proud of all the people that made this song possible. But then on top of that, just getting to hear the response from it has just been a dream, a dream come true, honestly. And it's gotten a great reaction so far. I was following your Instagram stories on release day and you were just sharing post after post of people that were blown away by the song. Yes, I have. I have to say, like the most supportive friend group around. I mean, 
all of my friends from high school in Mifflin County and obviously people like you who have just been like really following and supporting me from the beginning and then included on top of that like my church groups and my friends at school has just been such a blessing um it was kind of like release day I'm a big holiday person a big birthday person and it truthfully felt like its own little holiday <laughs> it just felt like my birthday extended it was just so happy to get to hear from so many people and um just truthfully feel so much love and support for something that really I put my heart and soul into. And you released an EP and a single last year, right? Actually, the EP was released the whole way in 2017. Isn't that hard to believe? It it's really is. that long. I can't believe it myself. But yeah, I did have a single come out last year. People change. And I think the biggest difference from that song to The Devil is that the rollout for this one seems like it's on a much bigger level promotion-wise. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's really been cool because part of my degree has been teaching me definitely a lot about um, those types of artistry things, marketing, all of that. And um, I've just been really inspired by friends of mine who are specifically in communications majors, um, other artists. I spent a lot of time over quarantine attending um, seminars with Music Forward, um, House of Blues, if you've ever heard of them. And um, they talked a lot about different rollout plans, um, playlisting. And so I've just been really trying to put my all of my effort into this because I can definitely say it is the proudest I felt about a single um, just since the beginning I just am so in love with what we were able to create so I want to put all of my effort possible into it to just you know push it out there and get people listening and kind of see what they think too and just hope that it makes an impact on them. And have you already noticed a big increase in the streaming number so far? Yeah it's been really cool um, there was a lot of support with my debut single they came out on that original AP or EP. It was called Back to You. Um, it's crazy. Everybody in my hometown literally knows that song. They always request it when I'm playing um, a gig, whether that be like the Mifflin County 4-H Fair. I played it on East End Coffee in Mifflin County um, and even different places over in State College that know it too, which has been really cool in the area. But um, this one in particular has done really, really great for a debut week. Like, uh, really has increased my followers, has increased just listens. So I'm really, really excited to kind of see where it goes from here on out and just hope that as an artist, I can keep getting better about really engaging my fans and also just creating, you know, better quality music and really just um, being more and more vulnerable as a songwriter. It definitely shows. Where was the song recorded at? Yeah, so I would love to take a moment to highlight um, my amazing producer, his name is Jack Exandropoulos. Um, he goes by Jimmy Jack when he's producing. He is actually from Lewistown, Pennsylvania, and it is a home studio. He is just incredible. Um, his dad, if you're familiar with him, um, Johnny X, he also, he just, the talent really does run in the family, I have to say. Um, his dad was actually the one who produced my original EP. And so Jack has just learned so much from him and then so much just on his own merit of having like just an innate skill. And so his home studio is awesome. It's really cool because I really got to jump on board when he first started doing music and just in the last year how he has progressed to um, as a musician and as a producer and just um, really as I guess more of a friendship of really just trusting me and my artistic ability to help uh, really control that process too. It's just been awesome. And as far as the song itself goes, is that based on true experiences or is it more of a story that you thought up one day? Yeah, so I think it's taken from a lot of places. Um, so when I write music, I really take um, a lot from my life and a lot from the life of like my friends around me. And so The Devil was written, I guess, about 
a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. So it was just taken from a lot of um, places of relationships that I'd been in where I was the person who thought that I could fix somebody, thought that I could save somebody. But in the end, you just can't do that with toxic people. But as I um, really started to write the song, came back to it when we started recording it this summer, changed some of the lyrics, I realized that like it means far more um, than that to me now because I also wanted to include in this idea of people that struggle with anything that is not good for them, whether that be addiction um, to drugs, alcohol, um, whether it be a toxic relationship, a toxic friendship, even just horribly toxic family situations that, you know, you always think that it'll change and you always think it'll get better. You think you have it under control when the truth is you don't. And I think that in itself is the devil um, to anybody. It's just that anything that you're dancing with that is just not good for you. And it never will be. But um, for some reason, you just want to keep on trying, even when other people are telling you it's foolish. And you mentioned struggles. Here in 2020, with how crazy this year's been, I think we're unfortunately seeing people struggle with a lot, whether it's substance abuse, depression, any number of things, really. Exactly. I mean, I know um, just from my own experience, like definitely I've always been a person who struggled with mental health, specifically anxiety. And just over the course of the pandemic, um, not even just in a, uh, I guess, like surface level, just feeling fearful for my family and myself, just there's so many different things that pop up. You really recognize how um, little things and big things can affect people. And I really think that that is just the epitome of the song. Like it's really just about struggle and um, trial. And then I think getting to release it is really the triumph for me. And with quarantine and online schooling and everything else going on this year, have you found that it's been easier to focus on being an artist or do you feel like you're kind of getting pulled in a thousand different directions at once? Yeah, it has definitely been crazy. Um, that is, I guess, the best way to summarize it. It has been just a crazy mess. Um, but so many blessings, I think, have just come in the midst of that, which has been really cool. I mean, getting to release this single and having so many people support it has been special. And yeah, did not get to play as many gigs as I hoped to over winter break. But um, just the love and support from the restaurants, the bars, the venues that I was supposed to play anyway. Um, obviously, like, I just hope people continue to support them, get takeout, donate however they need to, you know, especially with just independent venues in general that we see suffering. Um, I'm blessed enough that people have just been super, super supportive of me. Um, throughout this time but you know not every artist is so fortunate and so I think it's just all in our best interest to be trying to discover new music and really just help people in this time um, and show love and grace. And did you find that all of this made it easier or more difficult to focus on the singles release? I definitely think it has been a lot more difficult. I mean, originally when this song was recorded over the summer, I had plans of releasing it in like September or October, but um, between myself and um, Jimmy Jack, we literally just had no time on our hands to really, you know, put the, f the final pieces together, even trying to get the cover shot um, by a guy who on Instagram, he's known as Brody's Photos. He's fantastic. Um, but even trying to pick a date to go and shoot this cover was just so difficult because, you know, not only are people just so busy in general, but with the pandemic and with online classes and with, you know, obviously me going to school out of state, it's just so hard, I think, sometimes to really focus on those things that matter. Um, and it's really funny because the single for me was actually released um, one week before my finals week <laughs> started. They started on the Monday after it came out. So it's just crazy, I think, to really think about um, 
how like that timeline looks but you know I love music it's my favorite thing it's what I want to do with my life so I'm usually able to really take a step back and think okay what needs to get done um how do I want this to look and really just keep that creative energy flowing thanks to just the amazing people I have around me to support me so is this the first chance you've really had to kind of sit down and take a deep breath and look at the big picture? Yes, it definitely has. Um, I finished my finals last week. So this week has finally been like, you know, stepping back and thinking about like, you know, what needs to happen next as far as, you know, um, music goes with this specific song. Um, obviously getting to do amazing things like this podcast um, that I'm really excited about and really get to just, you know, be proud of, um, you know, the resilience that I've had and so many people around me have had in the midst of this because it's definitely been the first time I've been able to to breathe a little lighter. Um, and then you add on the holidays on top of that, it's crazy. <laughs> and is it safe to say that this is kind of like an early Christmas present to yourself, getting the song out there into the world and seeing the reaction from your friends, your family, and your fans? Exactly, and it really has been just a gift. Um, so many people, I think it's been really cool. Some of my biggest fans from the beginning when I didn't even have music out and I was just playing um, an occasional singer-songwriter type original at um, some little venue to getting to see, you know, some people that have just seen me at a bar and they happen to be following my Instagram for a long time and they're like, whoa, like, I didn't even know you were a songwriter. This is great. So it's just been so special and I honestly just could not wish for more. It's the biggest the biggest present of all these holidays. Um, it's just great. And not to mention, like, getting to release, like, a song like that, not even on, like, the the level of, like, the benefit of just, like, feeling good and the validation of, like, you know, I really did this. It's just great getting to use it as a platform to reconnect with people that maybe I haven't talked to for a while, check in with um, some of my fans that, you know, haven't heard me play in a, a while with you know, the pandemic and me being um, at school in a different state. It's just been so special to just get to have those conversations and check in and, you know, just be reminded of who's really been there from the beginning and who's there now. It's just really, really special. And now that you're on winter break, do you think that we'll see some Instagram live performances to stay in touch with your fans? Yeah, I'm really hoping. Um, during the midst of the pandemic, um, when it first started, I actually did um, a series on my Instagram called Couch Covers that came out, like, every Monday or so. I did a couple of those. Um, just me, my guitar, on the couch, exactly how it sounds, um, playing some semblance of a cover song. But I would really, really love to release um, just a quick video acoustic version of The Devil. And I actually am going to be having a music video come out for that very, very soon. Um, so I'm really, really excited to just see the reaction to that and kind of keep that momentum rolling. Um, and obviously, with my time on winter break, getting back into the studio, I actually had the opportunity to do that last week with um, Jimmy Jack, and it's been awesome just getting to be back in that creative situation after just, you know, working, working, working the last couple of months. You mentioned the video, so tell us about that. How difficult was that to film during the pandemic? Oh, my goodness. It was a mess. It actually got shot the week before Thanksgiving. Um Two amazing, amazing guys who go to school with me down in South Carolina. Their names are um, James Cancello and Jake Patron. They kind of work together on a lot of different things. They both have their own like videography companies, and they have done like a lot of work kind of as a duo. And they are phenomenal. And um, Jake and James were both to help shoot, but Jake ended up having to go home early to New York. So then it was just James shooting, but Jake was going to edit it. So he wasn't even there to get to see all of this happen. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, how is this even going to work? I have no idea. 
idea, but um, they pulled it together. I've seen um, some of the last edits of it, and it. I'm just so proud. I'm so proud of what they've done with um, the image, and also just I'm really happy that they gave me such a part in really getting to tell my creative story and asking my opinion on how things should look. Um, I don't think you always get people like that who are just so kind and so selfless in those situations, um, and they definitely were. So it was a roller coaster ride, but um, it is, it's almost done, so I'm excited. And this is your first video, right? It's actually my second video. Um, I had one out for People Change, um, which definitely feel free to check out. So this will be my second video, but this one definitely has... Um, I would say a heftier story just because the devil has so many layers to it as a song that the video really had to reflect that, which um, definitely made it a lot more challenging, I think, and obviously happening in the midst of COVID-19. It has been one for the books, let me tell you. And like I said earlier, everything definitely feels bigger and grander this time around. So do you see all of this as a launching pad for 2021? Yeah, I definitely look at it as... Um, a huge opportunity to go forward, huge learning experience, um, and getting to kind of test out, you know, what do people like? Um, what do people want to hear? And also, I think I'm finally at a point where I'm really finding my own sound, which has just been really, really amazing to kind of recognize that um, it's no longer, here's Kenzie McCarter doing a song that kind of sounds like a Casey Musgrave song, or here's Kenzie McCarter kind of doing something that's like Miranda Lambert-esque. Like, it's very much so authentically me, um, a little bit of country, a little bit of pop, a little bit of indie, um, kind of all those roots coming together um, from a, you know, a central Pennsylvania meets Columbia, South Carolina perspective with dreams of going to Nashville. Like, my music is finally becoming authentically me, and I am just pumped to kind of get to explore that more in 2021 and see where it goes from here. And that was the first thing I noticed about the song. It really kind of straddles that line between country and pop where it could go in either direction. Exactly, and that's kind of always what I, um, I have an amazing professor at um, the University of South Carolina. His name is um, Matt Dunn, and he has really pushed me towards that in the last year. He's like, you know, you really need to find your sound, um, who you are as an artist, and really start moving with that. And I think the devil has marked the first time that I've really been able to um, push into who I am as a person today, who I am going to be probably for most of the rest of my life as an artist. And so it has just been really cool to kind of rebrand that and finally find who I am. And that's so important. As you know, I've been in the Nashville community for 14 years now, and I know a lot of the artists, I know a lot of the folks at the record labels, and I'm not trying to say everything sounds similar because it doesn't, but they definitely know that there's a formula when it comes to making a hit too. So do you kind of see this as a chance to stay in your own lane and kind of make your own way into Nashville? Yeah, I definitely hope so. Um, and regardless, I think one of the things that I think earlier in my career, you know, around that time that I was winning competitions and things like that, you know, I really wanted to have like this big goal of, you know, I want to be noticed by like big machine label group. And although that would be like awesome, I really just want to make music that impacts people. I want it to be authentic. I want it to always be a product of my imagination and the team that I want around me and not to be um, ever in a generated box because I know there's been just so many lawsuits and so many struggling artists who are huge hits, but labels have just um, kind of crushed. And while there are just some amazing, amazing labels that I could go on and on about, in the Nashville um, market. I definitely know there are some where it's just really tough to be an individual artist. So 
I just want to kind of keep rolling with my sound and see where that takes me and hope that people take notice and just recognize that there's just something different, I guess, about me. And with the current landscape, it really is a good time to be an independent artist because there's so many avenues open now that may not have been even 10 years ago, whether it's Spotify or social media. The rules of the game have really changed. Uh, all of that, I think it has opened up a lot of different avenues for independent artists. Plus, when you add in the idea that, you know, these big labels, they really can't afford any negative PR, so it's tough for our artists to play shows right now, whereas um, it, it, with everything being socially distanced um, locally before, obviously, these new regulations, but things like that, you know, I could go play a gig. Um, in fact, I, I was able to play Doggy's Pub um, in State College the day after my release and was able to play the song there and it's like he, most artists that are signed can't do that so although it can be tough obviously um financially and sometimes discouraging being in a type of i guess indie artist um at the same time it's also a huge blessing i think in a time like this and it really gives them just a chance to to shine and you've seen a lot of that come out on streaming services um new playlist curations and tiktok especially too and you mentioned TikTok. I am way too old to even begin to understand how TikTok works. Oh, I barely understand it. My sister's the TikTok star of our family. It's certainly not me. <laughs> it took me long enough to understand Skype and Zoom, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. I wish I didn't understand them, but with my classes being mostly Zoom-based, here I am. <laughs> and you would know better than most, what's it like for a college student right now to try and do everything via Zoom? Obviously, you got used to being on campus for your first year, but now it's something completely different. Yeah, I think the best way to describe it is it's like taxing in kind of a new way um and when I say that I kind of mean that like as an extrovert I know that you probably feel the same way um I get my energy being around people I love that I thrive off of that and when you're in a situation where even your classroom um because obviously social interaction is limited to begin with but when even like your own classroom, um, you're no longer able to sit in and interact with people and the professor and it's behind a screen. Um, I have to say, I probably took more naps this semester than I ever did in my entire life just because it's so exhausting. Like why else um, or what else are you going to do? It's just very frustrating, I think, um, being in that situation. Luckily, I've had some great professors who have really, you know, pulled it together and tried their best. But it's just tough for anybody, I think. Um, especially professors that have been around for years and years and years and miss that just as much as I do. It's really, really hard. I think you summed it up really well, and it feels like it's hard to talk about any of this without getting into a political angle one way or another, and that's the one thing I want to try to avoid no matter what, but it almost seems inevitable that it's going to get turned into a political discussion one way or another. Yeah, which I think is really disappointing, um, considering that I think it should really be about what's best for people, um, as a whole and you know everybody I think just needs to be I guess look at it through a lens of kindness and empathy um, towards one another no matter what side of a political spectrum they're on and really just look at it as like okay can I see other people's views in this can I understand that because the truth is no matter what political party you're you're in um, no matter if you're a student you're not a student whatever you're doing whatever the generation 2020 has been a hard year and everybody's struggling I do think there has been so many glimpses of silver lining and kindness in in the midst of that, and I, I thank God for that every day because it definitely keeps me going. Um, getting to see the good things that have come out of it, you know, support for small businesses um, has been really cool. Obviously, independent venues shutting down, horrible, horrible thing, but getting to see that they're finally getting some national recognition, all of that stuff. Um, 
definitely have been some silver linings even in the midst of a really tough year for, I think, every person, no matter who you are. Well, it does seem the vaccine's about to be a thing, so thank God for that. Yeah, considering my major is sport and entertainment management, and there's barely any sport and no entertainment. <laughs> That's what I'm telling everybody. I'm like, yeah, my uh, industry is non-existent right now. I have actually a friend who um, just graduated as a music um, musical theater major, and she's like, yeah, there's just no way for me. She's going back for more schooling because she was like, right now, it's just not possible. And I'm like, oh, I feel you, girl. It's It's a tough one. <laughs> It's just crazy to think about it. What used to be one of the most booming industries just a year ago is like, yes, yeah, like we're not, we don't exist anymore at the time being. And like I mentioned before we started recording, radio's kind of been hit the same way from the biggest conglomerates right on down to the local owners. There's been a lot of layoffs this year, and hopefully 2021 kind of brings everything back around to the way it was before. I really hope so. I've been fortunate enough, um, those at WBNW. Um, in the central Pennsylvania area. I do freelance work for them, um, doing a show called Kenzie's Country on the Midday from 10 to 3. Um, they have definitely uh, just been so kind in keeping me on and recognizing the fact, you know, I am a college student. Um, I, I really, really appreciate them. But it's just so tough because so many people, like you said, are not so fortunate, um, depending on how bad, I guess, even the community around them has been hit because that matters a lot, too. Um, obviously with state college being so affected, especially with students coming back and just Pennsylvania as a state as a whole. Um, it's just been so sad to see so many people struggling so much, um, and just losing their jobs. And I obviously have seen it all over the sport and entertainment, um, industry, Madison Square Garden, Live Nation, just so many, even of the, the big companies that can't even afford to keep people around. It's just so tough. And I did see that Live Nation issued a statement earlier on today saying that they really do expect concerts to be back by next summer, so fingers crossed for that. I mean, think about all the artists that had to postpone their shows from this year to next year. If they have to postpone again, that could be devastating to anyone, whether your name is Kenny Chesney or Kenzie McCarter. Exactly. I, I truthfully think that it will be. I think that it is. You see so many people uh, going to different markets, uh, heading to different sectors, especially if you're on that roadie crew. Um, there's no touring. It's just so sad to see that happening. And so many people having to just give away so much to just keep people around. Like, it is just so heartbreaking. Um, I'm definitely hoping for shows in the summer. I guess it's kind of I'm hoping that there are shows in the summer, but I also know um, how much money I would spend on concert tickets. So if they could maybe ease back into it so I don't blow basically everything that's supporting me. Because, <laughs> you know, it's been a year without concerts. Like, I'm about ready to just blow all my money to see whoever I want. Because they're all going to be out on tour when this stops. So it's crazy. I'm, I'm right there with you. Oh, I know. You're a big concert goer. So we'll we'll both be wasting all of our, all of our uh, good earned cash there. But I don't think of it as a waste at all. It's just going to be an amazing experience and a blessing when it opens back up. So... I will gladly um, share some of my income with them. <laughs> and you know that all of these artists are going to give 110% every single night because I'm sure they're tired of being cooped up inside too. Oh yeah, I actually had the privilege of um, getting to see a drive through concert, my first one in Charlotte. Um, Columbia is actually only an hour and a half away from Charlotte, so I went up there and saw um, Chelsea Cutler and um, Quinn 92, and it was phenomenal, but it was really interesting because the artists, you could tell there was almost um, a bit of a strain just on their voices because they had gone so long without doing it that I think it was just tough that they were out of breath sometimes because, you know, you're not doing that cardio all the time, running across the stage and singing, so I think 
people are going to come back doing their 110% because they know that they need to to get back in shape to continue doing it. It's crazy. And I'm sure you feel the same way about this, that I would give anything to be an opening night of every single tour I want to go see next summer because you know that when those lights go down, the crowd is going to lose their mind. It gives me goosebumps really just thinking about it. Yeah, I, I think it's super cool to think about, especially on that level of, um, I don't know who some of your favorite artists are, but um, my my favorite band of all time is Old Dominion. I'm just a huge Old Dominion fan. And I saw them a ton pre-COVID, um, pre-quarantine. And it's like, I don't care where their opening night is. I don't care if it's on the opposite end of the country. I need to see that. <laughs> like, I need to see just the looks on their faces and the pure joy of that audience getting to just hear them again. Um, it's just crazy to think about. And I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about that. Exactly. Like, it, it truthfully just is chilling and beautiful. Um, and just, it really keeps keeps the hope and morale up, I think, too knowing that we'll be able to return to that someday, um, regardless of how long it takes or what it might look like. Hopefully sooner than later. I mean, it really does seem like there is light at the end of the tunnel, so I guess we'll see. Yeah, I sure hope so. I guess until then, we just all need to stay safe, be careful, and just um, keep saving up money for all those concerts. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Words to live by right there. Exactly. <laughs> well, Kenzie, thank you so much for your time. And before I let you go, how about you plug all your social media? Yes, I would absolutely love to. Um, thank you again so much for just having me. My social media is at Kenzie McCarter, basically on everything. Um, that includes Twitter, Instagram, and then my Facebook is Kenzie McCarter. My website www.kenziemccarter.com. All that good stuff. So thank you so much again, Jeff, for having me on here today just getting to talk and catch up about life um and for everybody listening i just hope they have a super happy holidays and happy holidays to you and your family as well kenzie be sure to check out kenzie mccarter's new single the devil anywhere you stream or buy your music and be sure to tune in for episode four of jeff on the hunt coming next week until then be safe take care of yourselves and most importantly have a great one feedback is always welcome drop a comment and remember to subscribe so you get new episodes first you have been listening to jeff on the hunt with jeff hunt